Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Folks, we're going on grid. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It Rain. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. What a wild Sunday in the NFL. Week 7 is almost over. But before we get into that, guys, the World Series matchup is set. The 115th edition of the World Series, the Washington Nationals, will face the Houston Astros. Game 1 will be tomorrow at 8 o'clock on Fox. Max Scherzer taking on Garrett Cole. But I'm sure you guys will get into that uh, tomorrow, right now, it is Monday. We got to recap some NFL games. We'll start with discount double check. I don't know if they still use that, but they should bring it back. I mean, the guy's a beast. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers taking down the Oakland Raiders, forty-two to twenty-four. Uh, Aaron Rodgers doing his thing, four hundred and twenty-nine yards, five touchdowns. He also rushed for a touchdown as well. That's six total touchdowns for Mister Discount Double Check. Aaron Jones doing his part, twelve rushes for fifty yards. Four catches for 33 yards and a score as well. And uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who was questionable all throughout the week. He was a game-time decision. He played and he showed up. Two catches, 133 yards, and a score. I really think they should bring back the discount double-check. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a beast. Uh, moving right along, the Buffalo Bills squeak by the Miami Dolphins, 31-21. to They got a little nervous. Gabe was shaking at the sports book throughout the day on this one. Josh Allen, Is that two, two weeks in a row where the Miami Dolphins are, are, have won against the spread? Yeah, they're, they're pulling ahead, man. They're, uh, Uh-oh. Dolphins. they're a juggernaut, ATS. <laughs> they're a juggernaut, ATS. Yeah, I like right? it. I like it. I'm sure Joe likes it in Miami. I'm sure they're pretty happy about covering the spread down there. Oh, they're beside themselves here, <laughs> man. Season tickets flying. Yeah, it's uh, they're That's already buying sweet. in. Uh, and, yeah, <laughs> and by the way, the, the guy that they're tanking for uh, just had surgery on his knee uh, this weekend. So congratulations! Uh, you're even tanking, you can't get things to go your way. Yeah, I'll Dolphins. take Justin Herbert. It'll be fine. <laughs> poor Dolphins. No, yeah, but... you won't. <laughs> no, no, no. no, way overrated too. There we go. Well, it's a long season. It's a long season. Dolphins could still. Uh, Pull something out of uh, out of there, you know. Uh, moving right along here, Josh Great Allen. Great for Cam Newton. I digress. I'm sorry. Go uh, ahead. It's okay. No worries, Dane. <laughs> Josh Allen, 202 yards, two touchdowns. And uh, John Brown, five catches for 83 yards and a score. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, 282 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He also ran for a touchdown as well. Uh, let's see. Let's, let's see. Let's see. Minnesota Vikings taking down the Detroit Lions, 42 to 30. Kirk Cousins. Doesn't look like the Kirk Cousins we've been seeing all season. 337 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, Dalvin Cook carrying the load, 25 rushes, 142 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, We also got Stephon Diggs doing his part, seven catches, 142 yards. On the other side, the Lions, they keep losing games, but they look great. Matt Stafford always putting up numbers, 364 yards, four touchdowns on the day. All four going to Marvin Jones Jr., 10 catches, 93 yards, and again, four touchdowns touchdowns for him the Indianapolis Colts took down the Houston Texans in an AFC South showdown 30 to 23 Jacoby Brissett I think he's thrown multiple touchdowns in every single game this season if I'm wrong 
320. I said a few weeks ago, Jacoby Brissett is going to make the Pro Bowl in the AFC. That's great. And I've, I, I hold firm on that one. Yeah, I've actually been streaming him a couple weeks, too. I mean, he, you know he's going to get multiple touchdowns in fantasy, so it's like he's, he's a good option. He's great. Uh, his Colts team is doing something here. 326 yards, four touchdowns for him. Uh, Zach Pascal, six catches, 106 yards, and two touchdowns. Eric Ebron also oh, putting in work. <laughs> four catches for 70 yards and a score. On the other side, Deshaun Watson, 308 yards, one touchdown, but two interceptions. DeAndre Hopkins coming back alive, nine catches, 106 yards, and a score. Uh, let's see. The Arizona Cardinals took down the New York Giants. Murray beats Jones in the rookie quarterback duel, 27 to 21. Kyler Murray, 104 yards, 10 rushes for 28 yards. But Chase Edmonds, oh my gosh, why start David Johnson if you're just going to run Chase Edmonds? It's crazy. What are the Cardinals doing? Something right. 126 yards, three touchdowns for Edmonds. Uh, he was pretty much the whole team there. On the other side of the ball, Daniel Jones, 223 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Saquon Barkley, he is back from injury. He had 18 carries for 72 yards and a score. Golden Tate, six catches for 80 yards. Uh, let's go Jacksonville taking down the Bengals, uh, 27 to 17. Gardner Minshew Mania, 255 yards, one touchdown. Leonard Fournette carrying the load, 29 rushes for 131 yards. D.D. Westbrook, who was questionable throughout the week, came back. He started six catches for 103 yards. On the other side, Andy Dalton. I'm not sure how much longer he's going to be a Bengals quarterback. One touchdown, three interceptions, 276 yards. He ran one in for a score, though. He can still run, guys. A lot of that is garbage time garbage production time. also. Don't yeah. let like the 270 yards fool you, okay? They did squad douche on offense and have done squad douche on offense when the game has been in doubt. I mean, Joe, do you drop Joe Mixon? <laughs> I, know, I did. I did on a couple yards. of my teams. I did. I actually traded away Joe Mixon. I got rid of him. I'm not that with That offensive him. line got Dalton sacked like seven, eight times. Like, it's a dumpster fire. There. It is rough. Ryan Finley, door number two. It is rough. But tonight we got the New England Patriots visiting the New York Jets at MetLife Stadium. The Patriots are nine and a half point favorites. Jets are plus 340 on the money line. All right, going to send it back to the guys on Make It Rain, helping you win some cash this Monday morning. listening to the sports grid network let it rain you remember the class where i taught y'all how to make it rain make it rain dollar dollar bills y'all all right hour two here on this monday october the 21st 2019 and we've got one more nfl week seven football game tonight monday night football jets patriots and there are some injuries here of note here guys not only the jets have been plagued by injuries this season uh tonight the patriots their offense especially going to be without a couple of uh, of their weapons, including Josh Gordon, Rex Burkhead, uh, both of their tight ends, Matt Lacoste and Ryan Izzo. They've all been ruled out with injuries. Michael Bennett uh, will also miss the game because he got suspended. But on the flip side, the New York Jets, well, they got a little healthier because C.J. Mosley expected back for the Jets here tonight. So... Uh, the Patriots won week three, 30 to 14 in Foxborough. The Jets covered in that game as 21 point dogs, thanks to a, you know, a blocked uh, punt there for a touchdown and a pick six. But it, there's definitely 
not the same two teams that met back in week three. Those are a lot of injuries for the New England Patriots, but it's the New England Patriots. And if anybody has uh, has done the whole next man up situation, uh, it's the Patriots. But I will say this. I think Mosley is one of the biggest factors of this game, him coming back. We saw what Darius Leonard did for that Indianapolis Colts defense right. in the middle. What do you expect from CJ here tonight? Is uh, is it a big thing to have him back uh, leading that defense? Oh, it's definitely a big thing, you know, and you mentioned how New England is banged up. I think they have injuries on their offensive line as well. And, you know, you can read it from like what Tom Brady's saying in the press conferences afterwards, like they're undefeated. But he's not thinking that this offense is a fine tuned machine like everyone's acknowledging that there's issues on this offense. C.J. Mosley coming back is a huge help. But honestly, Joe, when it comes down to it, in that previous game, Luke Falk was the starting quarterback. Now I got Sam Donald. This <laughs> offense looks different. The playbook looks yep. different. I think it's going to be a much more competitive game tonight at MetLife. Yeah, well, that New England defense is still the same, too, and they're pretty good. But we'll dive into the numbers. We'll look to make it rain for you tonight. Coming up here, sportsgrid.com. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Game time decisions. We look over. Oh, like, yeah, there's Isaiah Thomas right there, bro. Like, yeah. Hot chick, hot chick. He was a good GM, actually. He was a good GM with the Raptors. He did a good job building a franchise early. I agree with you. You know, his only problem is Isaiah Thomas is a good executive. You know, he's with the Knicks, and a lot of people struggle with the Knicks, and he's a very hands-on person. <laughs> yes, yes. Especially if uh, you're hot. They got sued, like, pretty big and stuff. Like, yeah, they yeah, lost. Me too, like, he cost them a lot of money. Well. Weekdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, channel 719. Welcome back in here. Hour number two <laughs> on the uh, on the grid. On the uh, yeah, it's definitely the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Uh, thank you very much. Get Tom on the Arizona grid. Martinez here. Get on the damn grid, damn it. Um, welcome in here. We've got uh, or the parallel of the grid is good too. That's uh, you can you can be on the grid if you want. We got uh, monster week here, guys. Tonight, kind of the calm before the storm because. You are about to get, oh, I don't know, uh, NBA starting, World Series starting. You've got, of course, college football continuing to roll on, as is the NFL, and it won't be too long. Uh, NHL's already here, and it won't be too long before college hoops begin. So it continues the month of October as we uh, get to the latter half here. It continues to be just all sorts of fun, but... All sorts of dangerous, Dane. And, uh, uh, you know, a good PSA here. Once again, reminding folks, and it's good to uh, to say it every now and then, that just because uh, games and leagues are active doesn't mean 
You've got to lay action every game, every night, just because it's on. Uh, This is usually, as fun as it is, and as profitable as it can be, Dane, it's also the same time of year that, yeah, no, um, guys lose their ass, lose their bankrolls. Things start to go really hard left here, especially if we're going to be dealing with, you know, let's say uh, favorites losing a lot. Uh, that usually doesn't work out all that well for the recreational better or somebody just starting out. So uh, please be careful. Word to the wise, Dane. You don't have to bet on everything. Absolutely. I, I make the analogy all the time, Joe, when you go to those Brazilian steakhouses and they have the coaster like red and green and people get gluttonous, you know, and their eyes are bigger than their stomach being like, oh, I'll take some of that. I'll take some of that. I'll take some of that. And then what happens? You 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 know, you get the food coma. Right. And so in this analogy, the food coma would be your wallet is empty. So the same reason, Joe, while we talk all the time that there are people who like only play WNBA or only play football or only bet Major League Baseball. That's because they want to focus. Don't be excited by every shining new toy, including the NBA tipping off this week, right? Stick to what you know, what you really feel good about. You do not have to bet absolutely everything, unless, of course, you're Gabe Morency. Yes, and uh, yes, exactly. Then that's the ultimate uh, degenerate of degeneracy. That's exactly. Uh, What we want to avoid, though, for you, it's one thing to win some bets, but seven days a week, if you're going to hammer it, guys, just to uh, just to be better. The books are in business for a reason, because they usually end up winning the money. So everyone says like what their unit is when they bet. Right. Does it make Mm -hmm. sense to have like two different units, like your normal traditional unit, but then, you know, Mm -hmm. on things like this, when you just want to have a taste, but you don't want to, it's not your biggest thing. You don't feel, is it smart to have kind of like your half unit and know when you're going to do that when you don't feel it as good, or if it's not your, your sport of choice, that sort of thing is that, do people do it that way? Or is their unit, their unit, if you're a hundred dollar better, you're a hundred dollar better, or would you, Oh, I just want to play over here. I'm $100 better, but I'll bet 25 on this one. It doesn't make a difference. You're $10 better, $20 better, $50, $100, dime. It doesn't make a difference. It depends on how you view the games that you're betting on. In other words, if you are what we call a flat better, right? If If you're a flat better, then what that basically means, and this is ultimately the best strategy for longevity, is that if you are a $50 better, then that's what you bet. Uh, and you bet the same across all games, every bet. This is what I am. I bet 50 bucks. I bet 20 bucks. That's what you are. You flat bet everything right. consistently because that'll help you avoid the ebbs and flows because as long as you're betting, there are going to be times where you can't lose. But more importantly, it's not those times you got to worry about. You've got to be able to weather the storm when things start to go hard left. And if you're varying your bets where, oh, I'm going to throw 5%, you know, I'm going to be a five-unit player here or three-unit player on there, what happens is that's where guys start to get in trouble because it, it's very difficult to sustain the losing streaks that are going to happen, guys. You know, again, 40% of the time, forty-five um, of the you know, time. more than 45 <laughs> You're going to lose. So you've got to be able to weather that. Uh, my suggestion always okay. is be a flat better. Whatever your unit is, I, if, whether it's 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever it is, 
flat bet your way if you're going to be playing, you know, three, four, five, six, seven times sure. a week. Don't get caught up with raising the bet, lowering the bet. Just be consistent. And again, if you're 53% or higher, guys, you're going to make money when it is all said and done. And that's the big thing, Dane. This time of year, you can bet across four or five leagues. But if you're all over the map with your bets, your unit, then if you lose yeah. four games in a row, you're out of money. Like, what the, you know, how am I supposed right. to maintain that? If you're in it for the long run, that is. Sure. And it's kind of the same thing as when we talk about teasers, right, Joe? Like, this dude hit went 9-1 mm-hmm. and one on his 10 teaser yeah. bets. Remember, no. imagine if instead of looking for the big shiny 60K payout, if he just, whatever his unit was, right, if he goes 9-1, nope. and one, he's having a much, he's having a great day right now. Yeah, he didn't hit the Powerball lotto, but, you know, he's inching right. it up the hill. That's correct. Yep. Just be consistent. My advice always to those that are just getting in, the size doesn't make a difference of the bet. It really doesn't. What makes a, what makes a difference is the consistency factor of being able to weather the storms. And and you know it, Dane, as well as I do. Guys will, you know, oh damn it, I had a uh, I had a rough Saturday, you know, in college football. Sure. So Sunday they raise everything. They raise their unit size. Right. They raise the you know how many games. And that's where you get crushed. As opposed to listen, I had a bad day Saturday, but. The bet is still going to be the same. I'm flat betting across the board, and that's the end. But, you know, win or lose, I have a better chance of sustaining those, you know, those losing streaks, which are absolutely, you know, going to happen. And case in point, Dane. Yeah, that's why Sunday uh, Night Football, they, Joe, is uh, like always the most heavily bet game, right? right? Exactly. And because or everyone Monday, has that opportunity, like chasing the dragon. Everybody's going like, uh-oh, oh. I can just get back to even yep. if I nail this one and my wife won't find really out that like my weekend game. of Vegas, I went down a couple grand. Yeah. <laughs> right. I really love this game. Like, no, you don't. You just, it's the only game on the board that you're trying to get back. <laughs> you just know it's your last chance. You don't chance. love the game. <laughs> right. You just love the fact that it's on and you have an opportunity in your mind to think you're going to get it all back, but you're uh, you're not. And uh, and that happened to, a, I can promise you, Dane, that happened to a lot of guys yesterday where they looked at that Cowboys-Eagles game and they were going, you know what, Cowboys, Eagles, uh, the Eagles are a better team. They promise, you know, um, he went ahead, the coach went ahead and uh, and guaranteed in so many words the ability to be able to win this game. Dallas just lost to the damn New York Jets. And, oh, by the way, Jason Garrett, one of the most least least profitable coaches at home as a favorite in the league. Uh, it's been Dallas has been awful to back as a home favorite with Jason Garrett at the helm. So there was a lot of people looking at Philadelphia last night going, this is my opportunity to shine. A, they're a dog, right? So already I'm getting them at plus money, Dane. So I can I can really hammer this home. And then, yeah, no, no, that, no, it didn't. Um, there are some serious issues with the Philadelphia Eagles, my friend. And a lot of it starts on the defense, but that offense too, man. Um, they got some problems, namely Carson Wentz turning the ball over. Yeah, I mean, that's not the fumble, the interception, but it's also and, – and I agree with you. Absolutely. You know, um, but, like, where is Zach Ertz is one thing. Like, Zach Ertz is supposed oh. to be one of the best tight ends in football. 
Homeboy didn't have a target in the first half. You know what I mean? Especially, yep. you ain't got Deshaun Jackson. Alshon Jeffrey gets a little bit banged up, missed, some, missed a series or two. Like, why are they not feeding their all-pro tight end who last year set the NFL record for receptions by a tight end? Van Der Esch goes into the locker room, so they're thin at linebacker. I mean, I know they have good depth mm -hmm. at linebacker, but still, like, it just felt weird to me. It just felt like they weren't deploying their weapons correctly. That combined with the fact that Wentz was, you know, turning the ball over uh, a couple times, both interceptions and fumbles. Yep, I agree. Dallas took control of that disgusting... NFC East, but we'll talk some contenders and pretenders. We'll do that coming up here. Let's make it rain, people. Let's do it. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. So who wants to be the next daily fantasy millionaire? Well, how about you dunk on your NBA DFS competition this year with the DailyRoto.com uh, optimizer? Yeah, that's it. DailyRoto.com optimizer. Dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with all the pros with that optimizer. It is the most accurate projections available in NBA DFS. Plus, you get lineup alerts, breaking news late swap support, and much more. You can save 10% now on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. That's dailyroto.com forward slash DUNK. Dailyroto.com forward slash DUNK. And keep in mind that dailyroto.com is where millionaires are made. And welcome in here, guys, to Make It Rain on the grid, sportsgrid.com. As we take a look at some of these Pretenders and contenders from uh, over the weekend here in the NFL. And uh, I'll start, then, uh, of course, with uh, Fitzmagic, if we can, here with the Buffalo Bills okay. and the Miami Dolphins. And uh, the Dolphins are a lot of things can be said about them this year. And maybe the hardest and maybe the best coaching job in the NFL right now is the job that Brian Flores is doing to have this team not quit on a consistent basis as we headed into week seven, a team that, listen, they are coming out and they're laying it out. They're not very good, but this isn't a lack of effort going on with a team that clearly knows they are tanking, but they are, they are going all out. So I will say this about the Dolphins. They are contenders from the standpoint of you are not going to, and as easy it is for us to look at the Dolphins and be like, oh, they suck. Listen, it's the NFL. If they out, if they go into a game and the other team thinks they're going to walk through it, they're going to give you a fight. And I guess that's all you can ask for from that team. And Buffalo, again, here's my problem with Buffalo and the thing that bothers me with Josh Allen. We got one half of football from them. They got their asses handed to them in the first half of that game. And, oh, by the way, it was almost a nine-minute drive to open the third uh, quarter with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Right. If, if he didn't eventually become Ryan Fitzpatrick and throw an interception in the end zone, 
you know, they would have went up another touchdown there. We're having a different conversation about the Buffalo Bills right now. But they've they made the adjustments. They've also been great at doing that at halftime. But the thing that scares me is you can't play one half of football. Little too inconsistent for my liking to be uh, considered that upper echelon. But, again, that defense is all world. But that offense, it scares me, man. It really, really does. Yeah, so be specific with your question about the Buffalo Bills. In terms of contender, Joe, contender for what exactly? Well, let's say playoffs. All it is for for playoff spots. They're a contender, but that's not going to get it done as we start getting closer, you know, to the playoffs and at the end of the season. That's what I'm saying. You can't be playing a half of football. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? So I'm in the same boat with you, Joe. Like, they're, they are they are a quality team in the AFC, okay? I'll give you that. But when I look at their schedule, Joe, you know, the Jets game, we talked about this already. They got a W where Sam Darnold was probably feeling the effects of mono, and, uh, and they had some defensive stuff. We know about that. At the Giants, when they were still, you know, playing with Eli Manning, so not the rough, not the toughest, right? Cincinnati, which I think is a dumpster fire, okay? They lost to New England. They beat Miami. That's four of their five wins, Joe. The at Tennessee also happened, what, right? Like the the week we knew Mariota was kind of on his last leg. So I don't know that I'm impressed with Buffalo's wins. Similar to me, it's similar to Dallas. Dallas got their first win last night that I was impressed with. Do they have the wins? Yes. But with would I take them on a neutral field against, uh, you know, the Texans or the Colts? No, I would not. Yeah, I um, I agree. And I think they have the pieces there. A little more consistency on offense. Coaching is there. Defense is there. They've got pieces. Sure. But, you know, you, you're not going to be able to get away with playing just a half against some of these better teams like the 49ers, uh, who wow. in a mud bowl yesterday go on the road. And they end up uh, scoring nine total points, which was nine points more than, of course, what the Redskins ended up uh, laying down, who ran the ball 26 times, only passed it 12 times. The conditions on that field were hilarious, to say the least. Uh, I mean, those guys were slipping and sliding all over the place. Uh, Listen, they had the opportunities to blow that game open, the 49ers, and they turned the ball over a couple of times. They just they couldn't get it done inside the red zone. But the 49ers, love them or hate them, it was a tough spot. West Coast, East Coast, early game, you know, an easy look ahead. And you know what? The defense brought it any which way you cut it. The 49ers, they need to get a little better in the passing game. But yesterday, give them a bye. This is definitely a contender in my book. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you, Joe. They are a contender. I mean, yes, they're 6-0, and for God's sakes. You know what I mean? But here's the mm-hmm. other thing that I think really helped them. Seattle lost at home yesterday also. You know, so with for me, oh. it's not only the fact that they look great, but they now have a two-game cushion in that division that we think is going to be somewhat competitive. We'll see if the Rams get their act together. But, Joe, for me... They're not sexy, right? We don't know the fantasy studs. Mm-hmm. The like, who's the diva wide receiver on this team? They don't have one. Their leading pass catcher is their tight end, right? But they're so multiple. That running back by committee, whether it's Coleman or Breida, right? The offensive line is strong. That front seven is strong, and Boza starting to kind of come into his own as well. 
they're like a lunch pail, blue collar kind of team. And that defense and that running game will travel if they have to, you know, oh, I don't know, go to Lambeau Field in January or something like that. I like the way this team is built. And I like the way that Shanahan and GM John Lynch are on the same page about what they are building. They're a contender. Keep an eye out, too, by the way. A lot of talk. They're going to go out and make a play for a wide receiver. And it wouldn't at all surprise me before the deadline if we're having that conversation that they're looking to add a little somebody on the uh, on the outside. Who knows? You know, maybe even Antonio Brown, who uh, it appears are still oh getting the Tigers, uh, the tires kicked oh a little bit there. But, yeah. I got I, two I, ideas for you, though, Joe, interesting. on that one. Mm -hmm. I got two ideas for you. When you talk about the Niners and the wide receiver market, okay, I got two names for you that I've heard. One is A.J. Green. If you're A.J. Green and you're in the last year of your deal for that dumpster fire in Cincinnati, why the hell would you want to stay there? Now, I know he's still banged up coming back from the surgery, but that's one mm -hmm. name that is out there. You know the other name that's out there, Joe, that is not a sexy that? name, that is a guy who can do a lot of different things on the football field, a guy who was an, who is an Atlanta Falcon. I'm hearing about Mohamed Sanu on the trade block, Joe, and Mohamed Sanu is the exact kind of wide receiver that A, Shanahan knows from Atlanta. This is a guy who was a quarterback in college, can do the end of rounds, can do all that stuff. And that's kind of the way the Niners are playing. Remember, they signed Tevin Coleman. They have these guys like Debo Samuel that can do everything. I think Mohamed Sanu, while not sexy, could be the kind of player that Shanahan and the Niners want, and they have experience from Atlanta. Emmanuel Sanders also on a trade block, as is Devontae mm. Parker here in Miami. All guys that uh, will definitely be for sale and might be playing for teams uh, outside of their current destination in the near future. Wide receiver market is going to be heating up for sure. Uh, the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions contenders are pretenders, and I think at this point, while they've caught a couple of bad breaks, I, you know, they're, they're still pretenders to me because they can't seem to elevate the game. They can't seem to either, you know, give me that group of plays or come up with an ability to win the game in the big moment at the time. We're always seem to be talking about what if with Detroit. Now, I love the direction that the franchise is going, but they can't run the ball. And even with carry on Johnson healthy, he got hurt yesterday. They can't run the ball. Yep. And if you can't run the ball and you're going to have to require Stafford to throw the ball 50 times a game, then you're too one dimensional. I do like the pieces, the direction they're heading. But right now they're just they're pretenders as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I agree with you, Joe. I agree with you. Listen, you know how much I love carry on Johnson going into the season. He goes mm. down with a knee, but. They can't run. This is another kind of thing where, listen, I love Matthew Stafford, right? Gritty game, all that stuff. But you don't want him throwing the ball 45 to 50 times either. You don't want, like, for fantasy, that's great. But for the real team, that's not. And these teams that have no balance, whether you're the Chargers or the Lions or the Falcons, that's what you're starting to see. Um, I agree with you, Joe. I would call the Detroit Lions pretenders. I once called them the litmus test, right? Um, because of their record against teams of 500 or below 500. And... You know, they're going to be a team that is puts up a fight but is not going to actually get over the hump against quality teams. I think in the WWE, 
there's wrestlers that you kind of know will never win a championship. And if the other guy like beats them, then, oh, they're an actual good team. That, that's what the Lions are to me. They're kind of like the threshold or the gatekeeper to become an actual good team. Yeah, I would, um, you know, one other team I'll throw out there is the Oakland Raiders, who I am uh, I'm going to give a uh, a pass to them on this game here against uh, Green Bay, although they had no answer for Aaron Rodgers. If it wasn't for the Derek Carr being Derek wrong, Carr right? and, and somehow managed to continue to lose balls at the pylon and handing the ball back over to the team, which ironically enough, uh, he did right before half and did that exactly a year prior against the Dallas Cowboys at a pivotal moment in the game. You know, if he scores a touchdown there, that's a different ball game going in at halftime as opposed to giving the ball back to Aaron Rodgers and having them go down and score. Brutal road schedule. Schedule has been killer for them. That Josh Jacobs is a real running back. That offensive line is a real running game. I'll give them an incomplete for now because I don't think they're an easy out for anybody, Dave. Yeah, and don't forget, they got into the season thinking their wide receivers would be Antonio Brown and Terrell Williams. They weren't there yesterday either. Yes, good point. Yep, very good point. All right, little MNF. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. in here as we get ready for a Monday night football on the grid, sportsgrid.com. Jets, Sam Darnold and company, C.J. Mosley getting ready to take on the New England Patriots, who uh, are not necessarily the same old New England Patriots, same old, same old, at least not offensively. Their defense has certainly helped uh, mask a, uh, a few of those deficiencies that they have on offense, but tonight will be a good test because there's an awful lot of guys hurt there on the offensive side of the ball. It won't be playing for the New England Patriots. But uh, before we get to this game and dive in here a little bit, I wanted to get your thoughts on another contender or pretender, that being both the Texans and the Indianapolis Colts, Dane. I want to get your idea, because, yep. uh, you know, you have backed, uh, you know, we have backed the Indianapolis Colts here for a while, saying that Jacoby Brissett, coaching staff, the pieces, offensive line, defense, they got plenty even without Andrew Luck to be very dangerous in that division. And they do. And I, and I think coming off the bye week at home, I think a lot was made about, you know, what the Texans and Deshaun Watson have been able to do here over the last couple of weeks. Uh, but I don't know. Did anything in this game change your mind uh, today as far as either of these teams being pretenders or contenders? 
No, I think both of these teams are contenders, Joe. I think both of these teams are contenders and can are, are built a way. We've seen both of these teams go into Arrowhead and beat the Kansas City Chiefs, right? And I think both of these teams are built in a way to hang with the New England Patriots as well. And here's what I'll say. One of these teams is going to win the AFC South. In my opinion, one of these teams will finish in second place. I believe that whichever of these teams is in second place, they represent the best second place team in the AFC, if that makes sense, right? Because I'll take either one mm -hmm. of these guys over the Buffalo Bills, in my opinion. Second best team in the East. Yep. I'll take either one of these teams over, I don't know, call it Pittsburgh or Cleveland, okay? And I'll take either one of these teams over, I don't know, call it Oakland or the Chargers or the Broncos, whatever, okay? One of these teams, in my opinion, will be the number one wild card, right? And have to go on the road to the worst divisional matchup. And I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but no, these two teams are contenders. I think these are good teams, and I think they both make the playoffs. I do, too. I, and I think uh, of the divisions in the AFC, now some will say that, you know, if there's going to be two teams making the playoffs out of any one division, maybe the AFC That's East right. with the Bills and the New England Patriots, or the, listen, the AFC South, what, what can you say here? I think only one team's obviously coming from the West here at this point. Uh, the North, in all likelihood, one team. So it's either going to be the AFC East or the AFC South that's going to send at least two right. teams into postseason. And, you know, right now, I, I agree with you. I think those two teams and what you saw yesterday is a uh, good representation of what that, I think, what that division now has evolved into. Right. And it's those two teams at the top are pretty damn good, Dane. Yeah, like I can point to legit good wins both of these teams mm -hmm. have had. They both went into Kansas City, for goodness sakes. We were just talking about the Buffalo Bills, right? And I was like, eh, their competition was less than rigorous, shall I say. The only good win they have mm -hmm. is, you know, Tennessee, which, you know, they've switched starting quarterbacks. So how good of a win can that be? I believe that both the Texans and the Colts are better than the Buffalo Bills and are, you know, the best second-place team in the AFC. Now, don't get me wrong. The Bills can keep on winning. Don't get me wrong. Maybe you and I are not giving Cleveland their due or something like that. Maybe Mason Rudolph can get hot. Maybe all of a sudden the Chargers trade Melvin Gordon away, go back to Eckler and get things rolling. All of those things may be possible. But if you ask me like what I can trust and what's more of a contender, it's these teams. Frank Wright is a damn good coach and Deshaun Watson is an MVP candidate as long as they protect him. And and they have, you know, that Colts yep. defense. You said Darius Leonard coming back. I, I mean, these are quality teams. And unfortunately, they're few and far between in the AFC. Yeah, no, that's that is the truth there. But uh, good showing by both of those teams there. Frank Wright continues to impress post Andrew Luck. And uh, having that yeah. happen to a lot of other coaches in this league might have been the end of uh, not only their tenure there, but of course, the uh, the chances of any team being able to advance when you lose somebody like Andrew Luck. But Frank Wright is that good a coach. And more than anything, too, I think we're starting to see uh, some of these coaches take the next step, guys that we had questions with. And, and I had mentioned it earlier, Cliff Kingsbury this week, and I will give him credit. Um, but, yeah, he took a real big step in, in forget college, welcome to the pros. 
he uh, he it was quite obvious with the rain and everything else that he was not going to be able to rely on Kyler Murray throwing the ball very well like he likes to do in that offense. And he, in essence, abandoned the passing game and focused strictly on the running game in that. And that was always one of the biggest knocks, right? Like, what was he going to do? You can't, you know, right. at some point you got to be able to run the ball. You got David Johnson. Well, right. David Johnson was hurt. So he realized that game in that situation, we're not going to be able to pass here in this uh, in this part with what's going on. So his commitment to the run, uh, no matter even how close they kept getting, I thought was pretty damn impressive of Cliff Kingsbury. I was impressed that he decided and made the decision. All right, let's get away from what I love to do here and let's let's focus on what works and what we need to get this win. And that was running the ball. Did a great job with it. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. And let's put this up against what we just said with, like, the Chargers, right? They couldn't run the ball. They were Mm one-dimensional. And they're becoming a dumpster fire. The Atlanta Falcons, one-dimensional, right? Can't get it done. We thought the Cardinals were one-dimensional as well. We thought all they wanted to do was throw. Kyla Murray putting it up. What they showed yesterday, Joe, to your point, and I'm I'm glad you give Kingsbury some credit because he's on your, you know, he's on your poo-poo list along with Booger McFarland. But they showed that they're more than one-dimensional, right? Mm-hmm. Yesterday. They showed that when they needed to, they were able to adjust. And Chase Edmonds carries the ball 27 times. That's showing that they can do the other thing, keeping that threat there. And Chase Edmonds, boy, did he deliver with 126 yards and three touchdowns. But to me, it's like you said, Joe, Cliff Kingsbury showed that they were not as one-dimensional as we thought. Yeah, no, good stuff. And also... Uh, congratulations to Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers who are bonding and getting on the same page. But more importantly, Aaron Rodgers, I'm seeing even still at 35 years old here, he's evolving his game. And for the first time, he looks a hell of a lot more like Tom Brady than he ever has in his career. Meaning in the past, if you lost Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Uh, If he didn't have his go-to guys in the receiving position, you know what? He was throwing the ball all over the place, you know, firing all over. He seems to be now, I don't care who I'm throwing the ball to, he seems to be distributing the ball, even with guys he doesn't seem to know or trust, a hell of a lot better. It is very a la Tom Brady from that standpoint where, what do you have, eight different receivers yesterday he's getting the ball to? He's done this now a couple of different weeks. Eight. So it was always going to work if he bought into what LaFleur was selling and it appears that he's bought into it because he's throwing the guys he probably doesn't even know what their names are. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. We talked about, at least I did, that this offense was going to get better over time. That's why, for me, the biggest thing was that all of a sudden Green Bay had a defense that was getting better. Now, I know they've gotten gashed in the in the run game, and Josh Jacobs continues to look like a strong back. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers then doesn't have to feel like he can be Superman all the time, and that's the case also. He doesn't have to force-feed a guy like Devontae Adams. He can kind of let the system do itself and kind of just find the biggest matchup. And then when Devontae Adams does come back, and that's looking to be the case in the next week or two, they become even more dangerous. The Green Bay Packers, I believe, are a team that's going to continue to get better and better as the season goes along, and then they got a guy, number 12, that can 
pull it out and make plays when you need to. This team is dangerous in the NFC. Yes, they absolutely uh, are. And, uh, and they get Patty Mahomes the, the list Kansas City next week. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, you know, Andy Reid is another guy we trust that will uh, will get this going. All right, let's make our uh, our plays of the day here. I'm making rain plays of the day. Bavona, where is our uh, where's our clip here? Play the music. Come play with us. It's your Make It Rain Plays of the Day. Forever. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. All right, we got one game tonight, and it's a big one. AFC East, Patriots laying nine, nine and a half. MetLife taking on those Jets. So, Dane, who you going with in this game? You going side? You going total at 43 and a half? Where are you leaning? Give me the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 plus nine and a half. I think they keep it close. I don't think they win the game outright, but I do think all the injuries we talked about and the real difference of guys like Sam Darnold and C.J. Mosley, I think they're enough to keep this game at least competitive or at least for a backdoor cover to be in play. Um, give me the Jets plus the nine and a half points. And similarly, guys, this prop bet market is just kind of an algorithm that hasn't adjusted yet. Sam Darnold is the starting quarterback on the Jets. And Joe, my prop total for Jemison Crowder is 45 and a half yards. My prop bet total for Robbie Anderson is 48 and a half yards. That's cool when Luke Falk was throwing the ball for 170 altogether. But with what I expect to be a negative game flow and Sam Darnold, I think there's garbage time production. If anything, I think they could both get 50 yards passing. I'll take the over on both of the Jets receivers prop bets as well i love that uh me listen i too am uh it's the fan in me versus the sports investor in me and the fan wants to back the jets but the investor in me knows don't do it it's a sucker's bet gotta go bill belichick gotta go patriots in this spot why because all they do is cover not to mention they've had three extra days rest to prepare because they played on Thursday night football in week six. So even though they've got some injuries, the Jets even more banged up, guys, including five offensive linemen on this team here are either doubtful or downright won't be playing. They're a little thin in that spot. I do think it's going to be competitive, but I do think Tom Brady and the Patriots have end up uh, eventually running away with it in the second half as that New England defense clamps down but maybe your first half new york jets cover i might be interested in that dane maybe a little new york jets first half come out swinging but i think as the game goes long uh, the less of a chance they have of actually winning and covering this game yeah uh i mean you're probably right joe you know ultimately i'll give that to you you're probably <laughs> like you're right. probably right so but hey to be wrong tomorrow I know, you know what I mean? I, listen, like I said, it's part of the fan. I do legitimately believe these prop bets for Robbie Anderson and Jameson Crowder, they're both yes. in the mid-40s. I agree. I, I really believe yeah. this is just an algorithm that hasn't caught up and doesn't realize that, you know, most of the data points were with the third-string quarterback, and now you got the first-string quarterback back. I do take the over on Robbie and Jamo. Yep. No, I like that. And I do think uh, there might be a uh... – and maybe a first half uh, total that we might want to be taking a look at in this game as well. Uh, I do think the Jets are going to come Let's out swinging. I think they're going to come out. They're going to fly. I think Dell has a pretty good game too as well. 
21 but ultimately, and a half. it's yeah, it's, I could absolutely see the over in the first half and the under in the second half. But we'll be watching and getting ready for the World Series tomorrow, too, as well. We'll have more on that morning after is next. Either way, good luck tonight, guys. Make it rain. We'll be back tomorrow. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. you missed on Make It Rain. I lean towards the fact that when you say there's just so many crap teams, like parity is gone in the NFL. Okay, parity, you know, we've been talking about this for a while, and the NFL was such a parity league, but now that it's not, with some of these teams, Joe, it doesn't matter what the stats are, what the trends are. Look at the Washington football team, right? You've got this team flying west coast to east coast for the early start, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter if they can't put a point on the board. You know what I mean? And the same, let's say the New York football giants, right? Everyone likes, oh, Danny Dimes is doing it. Let's remember the competition that he was facing. And and what do you know? Another West Coast team flies across a team that we don't think is that great. Yet they get the job done in the Arizona Cardinals, Joe. I know we were all on the Giants. You and Bavona were both on the over. And then Chase Edmonds happens out of nowhere. By the way, former Fordham Ram Chase Edmonds. Maybe he had some people in the building and he was extra extra excited about that one. But we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But that's what I'm thinking, Joe. I think it's more the idea that we, we do not yet grasp how bad some of these teams are and, quite frankly, how the NFL is becoming like the NBA in terms of the race away from the middle. And the league is very top-heavy right now. Yeah, it, it is. And and we're starting to see, too, through, through the games yesterday, we're really starting to see the teams that might have been way overvalued and it took the market. Yeah. It's taken the market a little while to adjust to some of these teams, while those that were uh, that were undervalued. Now, all of a sudden, there we're starting to see teams like uh, I would say the uh, the Chargers, for instance, in that game against the Titans yesterday. Uh, the Chargers, for some reason, the market continues to have thought, and, and the betting public continues to have backed the Chargers like some this miraculous turnaround was going to to happen. And yet, you know, they stuck a fork in a team like the Titans because they had a quarterback change with Ryan Tannehill, which obviously proved to be a hell of a lot better than what they had with Marcus Mariota. Uh, but the Chargers do what the Chargers have always done, Dane. They find not ways to win games they find ways to lose games and it was so chargers yesterday to have it not yeah. once but twice get stuffed on the one yard line and to fumble your shot at a uh, another run there is just it's a la chargers but i do think now finally maybe the market is going to start to react to what this chargers team is which is a team decimated by injuries but the reality is they're not a good football team, man. 